I V M. Folks, welcome to Paisa Paisa. Brought to you by Credit, the most rewarding credit card bill payments app. I'm your host Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter, and my guest today is Ujwal Jain, founder and CEO at Wealth Desk. Ujwal, welcome to Paisa Paisa. Thank you so much for doing this for our listeners. Quick, quick intro to Wealth Desk. What it does for our listeners who haven't heard of Wealth Desk. All yours. Hey Anupam, thanks, thanks for providing me an opportunity to be part of this podcast and and bring some perspectives for your listeners on. direct stock and etf investing and coming to weldesk like we were founded we founded in 2016 and uh, we are slightly different from any other startups we've been bootstrapped for the first four years of our business we were we were focusing on building our core platform and the and the product market fit and it's only recently we raised our first pre series a funding uh, as a platform we have largely been a b2b2c investment technology platforms that actually enables portfolio based investing on top of direct stocks and etfs for retail investors so we create a framework around which on direct stock and etf portfolio as a platform we enable that for the retail investor on top of broking now as a platform on the b2b front we power asset management through sebi registered investment advisors enabling them to actually launch and manage direct equity as equities and etf based portfolios which we call as wealth baskets and make this portfolio accessible to retail investors on top of consumer platform of the brokers so essentially we are driving the wealth management on top of broking on top of these wealth baskets super didn't know that you guys are just 4 years old and that also bootstrapped so you know that's good to know okay so let's start right um in a recent article for business world i that that you've written you know you wrote about how you feel that mutual funds are not the best vehicle for us let's start from there using why you think the current environment for retail investors probably for our listeners is either broken or is not right and let's go particularly in mutual funds why is that so uh, so i just want to clear one point so it's not that mutual funds have are not the best vehicle for us i mean but i think india is at the cusp of like some major transformation push both on the product side where we see mutual funds which is largely driven from the fact that on the distribution side now consumers are can actually access better products and can have better transparency in terms of what they are investing in because of broking opening up so now if i push this further up into the into the fund management layer that is where now the comparison comes to mutual funds like why is there is any mutual fund why you need to have an ria portfolio we have so many large cap mid cap small cap and bunch of other themes and uh, now ets is also picking up in the passive space which are also amc led now so the the fundamental question is that i mean there are a lot of things where mutual funds are right because they essentially are structured in a way which provides diversification by design so which is fundamental to actually create long term wealth and equities but the larger problem is that because of the fund structures have been over the years and the regulatory landscape over the years on how you classify mutual funds and how funds are structured in terms of managing their expense ratio for the larger retail community and the kind of portfolios they could create like the schemes they could create there is a lot of restrictions around what they can do what they cannot do there is a very very strong uh, opportunity at hand for ries to actually fill that gap it's like an augmentation of mutual fund industry it's not like completely replacing the mutual fund industry where what we say is that that if you are on broking platform and you want to do direct stock investing and etf investing you actually tend to actually experiment more 
versus your mutual fund investment where your your behavioral mind is more serious versus your direct stock because there you end up taking doing some adventures in uh, high exposure to concentrated stocks or may end up investing in etfs in a very wrong way and things like that but with rie coming into picture what happens is that just like how mutual funds have institutionally created a very strong wealth management ecosystem for the larger retail community using rie is uh, uh, rie as a vehicle welldesk now enables that these ries can create far superior managed direct stock and etf portfolio for the retail investors which essentially could serve their both long term investment needs as well as short term investment needs now when it comes to long term you can have a balanced etf asset allocated portfolio comprising of stock uh, gold so i wanted to you know we'll get to how welters actually solves all these problems i mean the sure. entire second half is dedicated towards this okay. what i would want is for you to explain the problem or like you call the use case for our listeners you know we'll 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 have the discussion on what exactly wealth at wealth desk does to solve the problem that mutual funds create for people right so if you're done with the mutual funds part i actually now want to get into you know active investments uh, if uh, so, we can move on to that um we spoke about mutual fund which is pretty much active now if you know if if i was to take an inference or a conclusion from what you're saying there are problems in passive investment etfs also even that's not ideal for us so we've covered active and why there's a problem there could you explain to us etfs what's wrong there so actually there's no problem per se with either active so mutual funds are active that does not mean they are they underperform the benchmark it's not the active nature of the mutual fund that they underperform it could be because the sheer size because for example in large cap now you can't do too much of active fund management now largely if you follow benchmark or a nifty 50 you are better off versus investing in a large cap mutual fund but you go deeper into mid cap small cap the active fund management still add value add alpha at the small mutual fund level but there the sheer size of money coming into the space actually at time become detrimental to performance for the fund manager so which eventually boils down to retail investors underperformance now now coming to the passive side now etfs are great vehicle to actually solve at least that nifty top 50 500 universe problem where if you invest in a more passive selfly managed benchmark backed portfolio you are better off you at a very low cost at 10 20 bips and you you are good but the problem is that if you come now again take the etf to a larger retail ecosystem now if let's say we talk about nifty 50 now in last 20 years nifty 50 has given a worse drawdown of 59% can you think nine, like not even like 20% of indians can can handle that kind of volatility if they invested in a nifty 50 etf and imagine if they move that money from a very serious fd or a debt kind of product to a to a nifty 50 etf assuming that it's a very safe vehicle to actually get into equities so actually that is the problem so passive etfs actually are a great instrument to actually invest in the market but you need to wrap that up in a very beautifully managed asset allocation portfolio for example the, let's say if you want to build a very large india focused portfolio on etfs then specifically let's say we talking about a conservative profile which cannot take risk beyond 10% of volatility on the on the return side let's say your returns cannot go beyond 10% or 8% or 9% there between gold debt equities and within equities they are beautiful rie based portfolios in india have been created on our platform where nifty 50 has a very negative correlation to let's say nasdaq 100 so if you add nasdaq 100 to a nasdaq 100 etf with a nifty 50 etf along with gold and debt 
you create a very well diversified etf based wealth baskets at a at a worst drawdown of 7 8% so these etf vehicles are great but for a larger retail community the asset allocation is something which need to be bring at a very mass retail level which wealth baskets do it beautifully at a very low cost model where ris comes very handy they create and make that available at the retail investor level okay so I've, if i if if i have understood you right the problem is not in mutual funds or in etf the problem is in the investor they are absolutely not able to choose properly right and when they you know so if we now move to what you just said the ria model because retail investors make certain mistakes in mutual funds and etfs although they might those vehicles might be great or whatever it is but it's the investors for whom the choice is a problem so the solution that you're offering is rias or sebi registered investment advisors right so let's understand your point of view out here for our listeners because in the same business world article you mentioned that rias actually offer better risk adjusted returns to the users so please explain this concept yeah so so for example uh, if you look at the mutual fund investment like penetration in larger indices mostly distributor led not from an investment objective led like obviously there are good players who do that rightly but there is also uh, a market where the the compatibility aspect is not well taken and you end up investing in too many mutual fund schemes within the same large cap category mid cap category and if you look at demat accounts of customers you might see over diversification which is detrimental to the portfolio or they have invested in schemes which actually are not fit for them but when it comes to ria based portfolios where the focus is actually first of all the customer is paying the money to the ria to actually invest in that portfolio that that transparency is fundamental to the business model because inherent in the platform and second thing is that these underlying stocks or etfs sits in your own demat account complete transparency so what happens is that if a advise ria led portfolio is something which customer is looking at now first of all customers understand the the disclaimers around that this is my profile this is basis which i am investing in this so let's say if i look at long term portfolios they can invest in a in a very good uh, momentum based portfolio which has an element flavor of let's say volatility adjustments so so which can actually at a very low cost can give you a portfolio return compared to a very premium pms which is not available to a retail guy so so point is at a very low cost so that is being democratized at at, at platform level the second thing is that uh, when it comes to etf investing now i if would have started on my own with a nifty 50 etf and let's say just pre covid for example i would have seen a volatility i might have exited that etf at a very wrong time but let's say if i would have been in a managed portfolio model like typically ultra hni who get a call from their advisors that please hold on to it it's your behavioral bias don't get trapped stick to the volatility the longer run is good these ad- in retail customers don't get kind that kind of high handed relationship but purely on a platform framework level if rie can manage a portfolio and create that uh, ecosystem for the retail investor his his investment life cycles in this etfs asset allocated between different gold debt and all and intelligently vetted and made that available in their demat account and when they are rebalanced or they in any panic they get the right information content to actually stay with the curve and and don't get trapped to their behavioral biases this actually eventually gives into a very optimal risk adjusted return and and also at the portfolio level for example uh, if if you invest in two three mid cap mutual fund lot of customers think that they have diversified really well but honestly if you see the concentrated exposures are to specific bunch of stocks like if you look took at large cap mutual funds like hdfc bank and maybe reliance or itc would cover like 20 30 40% of the portfolio like 
like hypothetically speaking, I might be wrong factually. But when it comes to portfolio-based investing on direct stock and ETFs through RIAs, your diversification is actually seamlessly available on the platform because all your stock sits in your demand account. So you see your real exposures across RIA portfolios and your specific nuanced investment needs. Say, for example, I today want to invest in an MNC pack which has a momentum trend for example now i don't know which are the right mnc stock because technically you can say vedanta is an mnc because it's a foreign subsidy has a but but from a business standpoint it might not be the, the but the rin who's creating that mnc pack with a flavor of momentum and ensuring volatility he will give you a better risk adjusted pack to invest in that theme and what happens is that these are managed so you don't make any your behavioral mistakes are mitigated by design and eventually you have a better risk adjusted return and diversification bit is very well taken care okay so i just so before we end this first part of our episode i just want to ask one thing because you mentioned how distribution is you know probably an issue out here the way that mutual funds are distributed and people are not able to make the right choice okay and um, so what so okay, at Pesa Pesa for the last four years, you know, we've we've interviewed a whole range of people. Um, some of them are online platforms that help you choose mutual funds. Some of them are do all kinds of different things. The conversations also that I've had with people on social media, the fact that today there is this entire body of knowledge for everyone to access. Okay, whether it is Quora, whether it is YouTube, whether it is blogs, Twitter, whatever it is, there is enough information now for me as a retail investor to make a choice. Now my first, so I want to understand the distribution issue with you. Because if I am going to one of these platforms that sell mutual funds to me, I signed up because they were doing the decision-making for me. So how can that be a problem? I mean, you know, if you're saying that the problem lies in the choice of mutual funds or ETFs or whatever, could be stocks, whatever it is, then these platforms are offering certain value to me. I'm hoping like if I choose 10 different mid-caps, somebody, you know, some behavioral thing there would say, listen, you shouldn't do that. So what exactly, you know, is that also a problem, do you think, or what's happening out here? No, no, that's a great thing. See, and see, one thing is actually the fact that even brokers today are creating nudges, actually, if you invest in an illiquid stock, which is a great thing, like technically detrimental to their business model, but they are doing it. Similarly, on the mutual funds, I think there are a lot of digital-only platforms which are trying to, first of all, giving you direct mutual fund, which means there is no vested interest. Secondly, they are creating the right uh, package structures in terms of you're focusing on a tax saver, retirement, and even, even AMCs are realizing that push and they are actually now marketing more around your objectives versus what they want, want to sell as a scheme, which is a very beautiful thing. But they are still, I think there are nuances beyond mutual funds which uh, can be solved, sure. which actually, let's say you want to invest in specific theme sectors. No, today, like we are talking about, let's say MSC of India being built on our platform with such beautiful factor-based smart beta portfolios at a very low cost model, which is a bridge between active and passive. Like you can invest in a thematic portfolio, which has an overlay of momentum, volatility adjusted so that you can create a very premium portfolio at a very low cost for the retail investors. Now, India would not have seen that. And, and if you ask mutual funds are way behind because they have their own like re regulatory structures and scheme structures and within which they have to work. They also look need to to look at the sheer size at capacity strand. I mean, these are some of the things which we are also dealing as a platform. Today, if an RIA invest, as, and I think that's something which I've, I've, I've read some of the places where, and, and listened to you at places where mutual fund is a very large like ecosystem, 30 lakh crores, and we have huge volume. Now, today, if a mid-cap mutual fund manager wants to sell 2% of a portfolio in a specific stock, he knows that he can't do that tactical move because the market is not reserved. And those actually impacts the returns. Now, is that a problem? Is that a fallacy of the imagine no but the structures are that cl size is so big now sure. ris actually mitigates that by distributing uh, the retail money at 
different pockets, different investment strategies, and eventually push the larger ecosystem to create better products and serve the investment needs of the retail customers. So I think both complement really well. Like today, if you ask me, tax saver mutual fund, I still go with tax saver mutual fund. But we know factually, we just report saw the report that they have underperformed. Sixty four percent have underperformed the benchmark. But but generally, if I would have invested in an FD, would have underperformed. I would have been a lesser. Uh, given me lesser return but i still stick to a tax saver because i think in the three year equities will give me a better return but there still is an opportunity cost so i think we need to talk about asset allocation we need to talk about opportunity cost we need to talk about the expense ratio and we need to see if at the end customer level i can create a more nuanced investment portfolios and conserve their wealth creation need is there a market opportunity out there for the retail investors to get these portfolios i think we we are trying to solve that problem and, and we are think- going to go exactly into that no go on sorry please complete Now, and these lot of these feedbacks will go into the AMC scheme where we'll be see better ETFs coming so that better wealth baskets can be created. So sure, that sure. feedback loop has started. Excellent, and we're going to go exactly into the product that Ujjwal has got, which offers the nuanced returns or the nuanced experience that he's talking about. So don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back to Wealth Desk Special Ujjwal Jain, founder and CEO at Wealth Desk. On the other side of this break, we are going to talk about exactly how Wealth Desk solves the problem. that we spoke about in this first half stay tuned and we'll be right back after this great convenience break and welcome back to the special episode the wealth desk special with ujwal jain founder and ceo at wealth desk in the first part of this episode we spoke about how there are certain issues in mutual funds etfs and other stuff that might you know might not be ideal for the retail investor that's people like me people like you who are listening into this episode okay ujwal so now let's understand wealth desk better okay if i have if i have understood what you offer you offer customized theme so in that sense you're making the decision for the user my first question to you is how do you explain the themes to your user in the sense that how if i sign on to wealth desk how do i know maybe that an mn that an mnc theme is better than a psu let's go into exactly what your product offers now so so the couple of things where i want to bring is that welldesk as a platform is the enabler so we have the rias on one side who actually manufacture this portfolio so they hold the relevant licenses to use welldesk business platform to create these portfolios uh, these different themes investment objectives uh, and bunch of investment strategies and on the consumer side these portfolios are available on the broking channel now now to your question where uh, how do welldesk actually solve that purpose if i want to invest mnc versus psu now the thing is as a platform let's say uh, if you are on a broker platform generally brokers who position our uh, wealth baskets advisory led portfolios on top to retail investors generally they enable their customers now to actually uh, see where their investment objectives are where their risk return profiles are what their objectives are with their direct stock and etf portfolio which has actually one of the good things that has happened started now versus let's say you end up buying some penny stock you are actually putting money in some right portfolios so that thing has happened second thing is the to your larger question which is mnc versus psu so the focus is that if you look at the stock investing journey of a customer now they they generally get attracted to themes market movements sectoral moves some tactical ideas coming in and general trends coming in so they eventually find right start to find the right stock so what happens is that if the ris know how the tactical money needs to move in the equity space okay so what they do they create these right themes so today let's say post budget there is a there is a large hot money that's going to go in psu theme and then there is a good tactical alpha creation there possible so that psu wealth basket is there for the end customer to actually achieve that with wealth creation objectives but moment 
they see that there is a large trend in mnc for example a three year four year multi row story is there in mnc so mnc theme is there so it is not about whether it is mnc versus psu but it is about when to invest in what themes and sectors for your tactical portfolio and these some of the things actually is very beautifully done if in in and at a platform level where the entire value chain from ria to the end customers is streamlined they execute they rebalance whenever there is a change these things create real wealth on on direct stock platform which is not easy because okay. moment because if you see lot of demat accounts i have seen in the past like people have invested in let's say uh, one large cap 60 40 50% of their savings in their life and they have mm. taken that adventure ride without okay. understanding the tail risk all that is actually gradually diminishing sure but uh, so just to understand right it's a broker who understand my risk return and then offers me the wealth basket in response to my needs right so he's the one who's actually going to be interacting with me to understand what i want and offer a good wealth basket in response to that need am i did i understand no, that right no 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 so okay. brokers enable the transactional pipeline like typically anybody like zeroza or a motilal would do but risk profile is inherent to the platform experience so when you come as a customer on a broker platform you do your own risk profiling and you are suggested based on your risk profile and then you take a call now one engagement model that ri enables on the on the on the same pipeline is that they they can actually basis your risk profile they can provide you the right investment objectives or asset allocation in in for your larger equities investment and then you gradually tend to execute those things because he has an advisor okay. you can't do execution in the client account finally client has to do all of that so at the end of the day client is at the as at the epicenter of executing all of these things great okay so now let's get to that piece right yes explain you know if you could just help me in understand how the rias give my investments much 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 better attention better transparency and therefore i'm hoping i'm hoping to deliver good returns okay for example do they interact with me um, or explain to me okay we are going to buy or sell this like if i see that an ria on weltest has got a certain theme you know let's say that we are that we believe that uh, that the ria believes and probably even i believe that india is going to do phenomenally well in the next 10 years and i want to build a port or he's building a portfolio for me so how will he interact with me or how will he cover that gap that i that i don't get in a mutual fund you know so because you mentioned a lot of times that it is transparent there are extremely high disclosures the stock sit in my demat account so just walk us through all of it Yeah, so so let's name your theme like Make in India. There is a theme on our platform, and it's a multi-year growth theme. So. Uh, so point is uh, so for example so one of the things that is a hallmark of digital platforms is that le- it leaves a trail of everything that you do so so for example the right from your first investment in that wealth basket which is given by the ria on a, one of the broker platforms you subscribe to that uh, executing your uh, risk profile and end user agreements and paying the fee now first of all you are paying the fee so you are so you are at the you are you are judgmental from the very first day that you have to perform you have to deliver because there is no implicit cost here and the second thing is that once they invest in these portfolios they track everything under the underlying portfolio on a real time basis so just like how they invest in direct stock they track their returns in the same way on the broker platform on these portfolios they track their return on a real time basis so transparency is real time the underlying okay. portfolio is real time now ri is because the idea is that most of the ris on our platform especially the top ones and who have really been able to drive that 
that uh, systematic portfolio investing on our platform they are re- they have a rebalancing frequency which is systematic in nature like typically how a, uh, our passive index works so which is monthly rebalancing or a weekly rebalancing or a semi uh, quarterly rebalancing so what happens is that given the process is such uh, creates such a discipline inherently at the customer level that you have to at specific whenever you at as, as per your investment dates you get your rebalancing changes so when the rebalancing changes comes they know for the fact when they invested the thesis said that this is as per this philosophy and you are you have to execute the change in the portfolio at this time interval so they go they get the notifications that they approve these changes in the underlying portfolio and mirror the portfolio of the advisor in their own demat account and the the, the part is good part is that they actually tend to feel empowered in that case because see they really feel that they i am controlling my investments at the end of the advisor is controlling but at the mm-hmm. same time and it's a very important behavioral bias which we need to mitigate because see lot most of us believe that we are very smart but actually we are not we have a day job to do let somebody else manage our money if it is at a low cost this is the beauty of the business model so where the ris do that and they enable that customer that uh, investor that you are in, in rebalancing your portfolio you are executing and it goes in your demat account and everything the entire buy sell changes are in your demat account so you track your portfolio and the comparison part where we are trying to create a lot of standards like first standards in terms of like making it globally acceptable also is like how we compare to benchmarks total return indexing where your dividends are incorporated along with the comparable benchmark and and the idea is that bring more customized benchmarks see one of the places where actually we lack as country versus let's say developed countries the fact our benchmark ecosystem is not that sophisticated so today if you create a portfolio and you benchmark it to something random not technically you are not doing apple to apple so i cannot say whether you have really given me genuine returns or not so that market opportunity also that market opportunity then this is that systematic improvement also we are trying to do so what we are now pushing to our ri is that i need to ensure this is the only benchmark that against which i will compare your portfolio so that my customer knows that they are investing in the right portfolio so these things are beautiful things i mean that okay. actually pushes the ecosystem okay so last couple of questions as we wrap up this uh, this this episode so could you just walk us to the ri on you know the the how do you sign up ris on on your platform or do you you know do you, is your platform open to pretty much all the ris in india or do you screen them um, how will i as someone who doesn't know anything you know how to um, how to judge one ri versus the other how does that help me so so for, from an ri point of view we have a very very stringent like like criteria to onboard specific ri so so initially when we so our when we launched the platform to the brokers first like way way back when the advisory distribution related regulations were not very streamlined which has happened in last 6 8 months before that so when it opened it to the brokers who have their own research arm they created their own wealth baskets and opened it to retail investors gradually what happened broker wanted to stick to distribution and they told us that we want to have your ris distribute to our customers so where when when we got ris onto our platform so one of the things where we we were very clear is that that we don't want to create an overcrowded portfolio ecosystem and and just to be like a me too to mutual fund industry like where there are bunch of good schemes good fund managers doing great stuff we are not going to actually say that ki this ri will actually perform better than this let's say large cap fund manager or a market cap fund manager so we actually started scouting for ris or incubating ris who actually drive the larger ecosystem for example uh, contact capital open queue like they focus only on 
smart beta or factor based portfolios then so we, we uh, now coming to their like vetting whether they can be retail ready at a large market level so our we have follow a lot of qualitative quantitative metrics how they pack their data for research whether they have look ahead bias or not survival bias or not comparison to benchmarks and then capacity strength whether they can handle 5 crore 1000 crores if the market demands increases lot of things goes in our due diligence process when we onboard an ri at our large retail customers now apart from that we have a model where an ri comes on our platform they launch their portfolios and we open a consumer microsite for their customers so that they can enable their retail customer base to actually start investing in their portfolios through any of the online brokers of the platform for example zeroda upstocks of the world are there on our platform where you can transact through them anytime through the ri's consumer platform but when it comes to larger india the 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 screening criteria that we follow is as good as like how would an amc would look at when they launch a scheme now that's the level where we go into there are a lot of nitigities that go into it because see from a background point of view I, though i'm a computer science guy with a cfa background i really believe in that idea that that obviously in the shorter term we might not be 100% like global standard in terms of how we create the right performance benchmarks investment benchmarks from an in customer point of view but gradually we want to push the curve and and there we focus lot of that with our ris and and it's a very stringent process okay so last question just in the interest of you know transparency and uh, disclosures if you could help our listeners understand the costs involved out here right because um mutual funds have certain costs etf have certain costs given that your model is b to b to c um could you just tell our listeners each and every cost uh, on a process basis like like possibly what is the sign up if there is any sign up cost is there a recurring cost is there a transaction cost is there a demat cost and if might be that you might you know could put this in perspective as compared to say you know maybe owning a mutual fund or buying stocks directly so first let's get to the costing part the various components and then the comparison part yeah so on the costing part so the larger so the new component that gets introduced at the customer level where they have to pay is the fee these are fee based portfolios so you have to pay a subscription fee which could be have a renewal uh, frequency of 6 months for example so now this fee as per, now the good part is sebi has now very well documented the fee component of an ria which could be either asset under advisory base so for example if i invest 1 lakh rupees and and my fee is 1% i have to pay 1000 rupees every 6 months for example now but uh, there is a cap of 2.5% at the year level annual level like so that's a, that's a standard which sebi has set then there is another standard that if you are charging a fixed fee the max you can charge to a family account or an individual client is 1 lakh 25000 now these are the top level numbers but at the when it comes to actual cost to the end customer we generally have seen that a uh, uh, most of our portfolios on our platform are generally on a fixed fee so completely dealing to the idea of how much money you bring to these well baskets so idea is to gradually focus on penetrating the product to a larger market versus trying to make more money or make a decent 1% 2% from a specific set of customers so these ris are rather focus on fixed fee model which is a very low cost so so you can assume that idea is the standards are like obviously we are not there right maybe is to keep everything under sub 50% sub 50 basis points or sub 0.5% on the total cost basis where including your demat cost and the broking cost and your fee cost eventually because the broking fee and all that is what you do with your broker which is where there is no ri has no control on and they don't go and welders platform does not have because it's your broking account with that broker so that is a cost that you eventually still need to incur but gradually what brokers are anyways you know the broking is getting commodity and the scots are shrinking so the fee component becomes reasonable for an end customer even after the execution cost at the broker level so there the idea is that how can we 
push it to a level where it is sub 50 basis point eventually and customer gets a very good portfolio and and not too much complicated for their understanding ki main kitna paisa de raha hu it's like very easy to understand like mostly fixed fee model and eventually we will be talking about that the larger ecosystem is being pushed to that vanguard moment where we are creating very good specific investment objectives uh, uh, aligned portfolios at a very low cost easily executed in your account all under uh, at a very very nominal cost so yeah okay and how would this you know be better or would compare to the mutual fund model or etf model or if i am buying stocks directly what would be you know to just just so that our so, our so, listeners so, understand yeah. this so let's say when you invest in a direct stocks obviously you just incur your broking cost but what you incur also is that you get into the systematic market risk when we are you're investing directly in the stock and 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 you got in you need to deal with the covid covid moments the tail risk the budgets the market movements the company specific risk all that eventually generate does not generate you wealth now if you pay a nominal fee to a very smart person who actually his day job is this only he creates a portfolio for you and and make sure that you get your wealth creation objectives met that in additional cost that you pay actually get adjusted very well in your long term wealth creation because you make more money and the second thing is when it comes to etfs now etfs obviously when you invest directly you are incurring your execution cost only at the broker and maybe because of etf has liquidity issues right now so the market impact cost could be high but let's say even after all of that let's say in a wealth basket there is a bunch of etfs that you invest and you pay a fee for that portfolio to the ria the good part is that now you are investing in a etf basket which actually the weightages are managed in your in your account in a way that you you are achieve you achieve your investment objectives and you don't need to you need to dealing even if you dealing yourself on markets and what is happening around you still have a managed portfolio so you pay a nominal fee for that so that fee component is around your returns objectives and it's not a it's a very good alignment for a for the retail community fantastic is there anything else uh, how can our listeners get back to you if they have any questions or the website are you there on social media how if our listeners have any questions where can they ask you that so we uh, we, we are always open on our through our wellesk dot in website which is we, we and 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 any of the pla- broker platform where our platform is onboarded so we we constantly engage in queries for our ria's for our broker uh, teams as well as their customers and at the individual level i am always reachable i am more active on linkedin versus twitter but i am available at, at jan usual it's my twitter handle uh, and and also available on linkedin and i am always i always connect even if somebody messages me through fantastic LinkedIn. folks a very dedicated and committed founder i love that just love that so that is a wrap on this episode of paisa paisa my guest ujwal jain founder and ceo at beldes ujwal thank you so much for doing this for our listeners Thank you, Anupam. It was it's my pleasure to be actually part of your show. Actually, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, very kind of you. And listeners, if you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM Network. You can listen to us on the IBM Podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are IBM Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to me, I'm your host, Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter. And thank you so much for listening to Pesa Pesa, brought to you by Credit, the most rewarding credit card bill payments app. No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision.